Hello and welcome to Smash Hit Sports. I'm your host, Cody. Another week of college football. We learned a lot this week. We learned that some teams were good, some teams are bad, and some teams are kind of assholes. But we will absolutely get into it. Um, We got... Uh, a lot to talk about in the show, actually. We got the Michigan-Michigan State tunnel incident. Brian Harson is fired. Um, the best games from week nine. Um, I'm going to give my college football rankings prior to, um, you know, the, the schedule release later today or the, the college football playoff rankings later today. And then we're going to look ahead at the best games of week 10 because why not? So let's get right into it. The Michigan-Michigan State tunnel incident is – Really bad, but also being completely overblown. Here's the thing with something like that. Obviously, it's a bad visual. No, but like fighting is always a bad visual, especially between teams, between heated rivals. I get it. That being said, people out here are saying, oh, you need to charge these guys. Like we're having, we're doing a police investigation. It's a bunch of 18 to 20 year old dudes after a football game fought each other in a hallway. Like it's not, we're really out here trying to ruin people's lives over it. It seems really, really stupid. Um, Should the Michigan guy have been there? No. And I'm not going to victim blame here, but like he obviously shouldn't have been there. It's he, that's a a dumb play, stupid games, win stupid prizes. He won the dumbass award for the night. That being said, the Michigan state guys, what you did was bullshit and cowardly. It is what it is, but at the end of the day, it's a fight. They'll look into it. Players will be suspended as they should be. And then we move on. This isn't like we don't need to restructure Michigan Stadium and build a new tunnel because some guys are idiots. They've played games there for literally decades without any issues. So I'm not I'm not concerned about it. Whatever. They're going to get their punishment. It is what it is. Um, also, the... The Mel Tucker getting touched on the top of the head thing. Um, why the hell are fans allowed to do that shit? Like, in no other environment would you be able to go to someone pl- someone's place of work, like, touch them when they don't want to be touched, and be totally irreprehensible, like, have no sort of consequences whatsoever. And sports, it seems like we do it all the time. You get players touching other po- Like, if you're going to go and, like, you know, go to a game and call guys out and talk shit, whatever. That's fine. I, it is what it is. I get it. But like physically touching people, what the hell's wrong with you? Like as a fan, what are you doing? Like, what what was your goal trying to touch Mel Tucker's head? So you can tell your buddies that you did it. Like it's, it's stupid. It's dumb as hell. I don't know why people think that they are some sort of like, Oh, this is really cool. I'm going to go touch a fan or touch a player. No, you're being fucking weird. Cut it out. Um, that's it. That's all I really have to say about that. It'll be a dead story in a couple weeks. It is what it is like, Ooh, and all the Michigan fans calling Michigan state classless. Like it, dude, it, it, your team has been there and done shit like that before. Like your head coach got suspended for several get your head basketball coach got suspended for several games. Cause he slapped a guy like take it easy. All right. It's a rivalry. It is what it is. Um, other coaching news, different coaching news, Brian Harson finally out at Auburn. Um, 
I'm not shocked. Actually, I'm shocked that it lasted this long. Um, what appears to be a $15 million buyout. Um, it seems like being a fired Auburn football coach is the best job in the country because God damn, are they getting paid? Um, what, what a just unbelievable, unbelievable run. Arkan or <laughs> Arkansas. I almost said Arkansas. Uh, what an un- unbelievable run Auburn has had for head coaches. I don't know what you do if you were the Auburn AD here and, um, Auburn just got a new AD, um, took him from Mississippi state who did a great, a great job while he was in Starkville. So I, I'm assuming he'll do a great job in Auburn, but here's the deal with this Auburn job on, if you look at it from a 30,000 foot view, yeah, it's a great job. You're in the sec. You are going to be very, very well compensated, it is a program with historical success and a very passionate fan base. That Those are all great things. That's what you look for in a football program. If you were you know, a head coach and you had your pick of the litter, here's the, when you, when you start to zoom in, that job gets uglier and uglier. Like it, it's not pretty. And you go, they have like, the 30th ranked recruiting class like their their recruiting was absolutely terrible their like program isn't in a good spot they're not like their roster is just horrendous and they're gonna have a lot of guys transfer um some of your best talent like tank bigsby is gonna go to the nfl i'm not sure what auburn has right now that a wisconsin does not i i would put them in a very similar ballpark to Nebraska, honestly. Um, Two fan bases, two programs with a ton of history in college football, but not really, like, they've just been bad for a while. Like, Auburn has been bad since Cam Newton. Outside of Cam Newton, they they have been abysmal the last decade. So, um, interested to see who they bring in. Um, Obviously, the hot name in the streets is Lane Kiffin. I don't know if Auburn is that much better of a job than Ole Miss. Um, obviously, it depends on the dollar signs, right? Um, you you have to be well, well, well compensated if you're going to leave one SEC program for another. I'm interested to see if that pans out. Um, I could also see Matt Rule, uh, former Carolina Panthers head coach, come in there, take that job. He has been hyper successful at the college football level before at Baylor at Temple. I think he would be a a pretty solid fit to be honest. Um, as, as far as sec head coaches go, there aren't really a ton of great coaches on the market that, uh, warrant a head coaching gig. And I know people said Hugh freeze. Why we've seen Hugh freeze before. And I understand Liberty's good. They're ranked in the top 25. That's all, you know, great and and well. But Hugh Freeze is not – he will do nothing different than what Gus Malzahn or uh, Brian Harson have done at Auburn. They will will be average at best under Hugh Freeze. I don't – would not understand that hire. will be interesting to see which way Auburn goes. Um, If you're watching this video on YouTube, which you should subscribe – but if you are, leave a comment on who you think will be Auburn's head coach, and we'll revisit. You know, when they whenever they do make that decision. Um, that being said, 
Let's get into the week nine games. We had a phenomenal slate, but we got to start off with the team that everybody's talking about. They are the hottest team in the country. The Tennessee Volunteers, 44, your Kentucky Wildcats, six. Tennessee is incredibly legit, and I believe they should be the number one team in the country. When you look at what they're... You you have to base it off of two things. It's a combination of the team's talent and and how great they are in in and of themselves and also the resume that they have put on paper. And I think Tennessee has the right combination of both. Their offense is unbelievable. One of the best in the country, if not the best in the country. I would put them in Ohio State um, at the top of college football offenses. And Tennessee has done it against damn good opponents like they have whooped up on LSU who is ranked they've whooped up on Kentucky who was ranked is no longer ranked they whooped they you know put up the most points Alabama has seen since like before the automobile it's absolutely insane what Tennessee football has done this year and Josh Heupel one deserves a ton of credit a ton of credit there are a lot of coaches who have taken over programs longer ago, looking at you, Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, who have done a lot less. Tennessee's legit. I, I will, we'll talk about it in, in the college football playoff preview, but I, I think they have a, an argument to be the number one team in the country. Um, that being said, Kentucky, Will Levis is not it. He is not a first round quarterback. If you are an NFL GM, don't waste your pick. If you are an NFL fan, Hope your team does not call his name on draft night. He's not it. He was he is average. He looks like a quarterback. He sounds like a quarterback. It's it's one of those like, oh, if it looks like a duck, sounds like a duck, it's a duck. It, this guy ain't no, he's not a duck. It's Will Levis is not not that guy. He he's not that guy. He is serviceable at best. At best. Um, I don't think he's worth a day one pick. I think, I think he's a backup guy. He can have a great backup career, to be honest. Um, the arm talent's there, but just the decision-making is, is – he had, what, three uh, – we'll look up the Kentucky stat line for that Tennessee game because his stat line was awful. It was it was terrible. He had um, – not he had – he went 16 for 27 – 98 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions, a quarterback rating of 16.4. I that's just abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. You yeah. So sorry Kentucky. Um but you're playing for a bowl game from here on out. So um keep it in the SEC East. Georgia 42, Florida 20. Um I think this game says a lot more about Florida than it does about Georgia. Georgia, you took care of business. You did what you needed to do. Um, Florida is not anywhere near competing in the SEC right now. Um, they look good. We we all got really excited after they upset Utah at home. And I think sometimes you just chalk up a weird week one game. Um, I'm chalking up uh, Oregon's week one loss to Georgia is just a weird week one game. Um, they're better than that 49 to three showing at Florida. I don't think they're as good as that week one showing. Um, just not impressed. Uh, I don't, and Anthony Richardson is cool. He's fun. 
Uh, he's going to make a phenomenal XFL quarterback one day, but not Florida doesn't. They're not. They're not the best team in Florida. I don't think. Well, Florida State, Miami. I think Miami is further along than Florida right now. I think Florida State might be further along than Florida right now with Mike Norvell. So we'll see. First year head coach got a lot to build on. Um, they need to keep recruits in. You know, they need to keep those Florida recruits at Florida. Uh, we'll see if Billy Napier can do that because Will Muschamp certainly did not. Moving to the Big Ten, Ohio State 44, Penn State 31. A lot of people on TikTok were not happy when I said that Ohio State dominated Penn State. And I understand why. It was very close for three quarters of that game. And then Ohio State does what good teams do when they flip the switch, they turned it on, and they won by 13. They they did absolutely what they needed to do. Like, very few teams are capable of flipping that switch, especially against a defense like Penn State's. That is very good. And Ohio State did it without Jackson Smith and Jigba, without Travion Henderson in the second half. They are they're a wagon. They, they are in that upper tier. Penn State is not James Franklin. I don't know what his record now is against top 10 teams, but it's not great um, going back the last several years. It is, it is what it is. That is the story of James Frank, Franklin's Penn State. Um, close only works in horseshoes and hand grenades. Um, doesn't work in college football. James Franklin, you're close, but you're not there. Um, moving on to the Pac-12. USC 45, Arizona 37. Arizona's quietly put together a, a solid season. I think they, they are absolutely a program on the rebound. That being said, USC, your defense should not have allowed 37 points to Arizona. This is a one-possession game. You have to be better than that if you're going to argue for a college football playoff spot. I think USC and Oregon are the last two teams that can argue for a college football playoff spot from the Pac-12. And USC, we can't be allowing games like this if you want to do it with one loss. So... Interesting to see. Um, obviously, Caleb Williams is playing phenomenal phenomenal football for them at quarterback. Um, Lincoln Riley has that offense humming, but we knew that defense was going to be a liability, and it continues to look like it. Going into the ACC, we're, I'm going to talk about the ACC as a whole, kind of at the end of, uh, at the, end of the, the recap, but UNC 42, Pitt 24. UNC is not getting the respect it deserves. Drake may, if, if I ended my Heisman poll today, if I sat down and I said, Hey, these are the teams that are going, these are the guys that are going to be in New York for the Heisman ceremony. Drake may would be on that list. He has been absolutely unbelievable. Averaging over 300 yards a game passing. He is the, the engine that drives that UNC offense, they have been nothing short of incredible and overcoming for some just god-awful defensive play. Um, Gene Chizik should still be fired. He's a terrible defensive coordinator. But UNC, props to you. Like, you have one loss, and that loss is to a Notre Dame team that might be better than people think. I, it, It's uh, – UNC needs to be talked about more. I, I think they're playing like a top 15 team. Um, it'll be interesting to see how like the ACC plays out. Um, I, I don't, the ACC is a weird, weird, weird conference right now. Um, but Hey, 
We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, at the at the end of this segment, Utah twenty one, Washington State seventeen. This was a Thursday night game. This is one weird thing about college football that I don't am not like super thrilled about or engrossed in, but it and if you listen to the broadcast of the game, they the announcers were genuinely surprised and confused as to why Cam Rising didn't play. And they blamed on oh, he's banged up from the USC game, still not a hundred percent. But there was no inclination at all coming into this game that Utah would be without their starting quarterback who has been absolutely phenomenal all year and he was great for them last year. Weird ass move. Weird, weird move. And I get why you do it. You don't want to, you know, tip a team off ahead of time, but just a weird, whole weird situation out there in Utah. I I don't know. Made the game ugly, not really awesome to watch, which I don't know. It sucks because we could use some good Thursday night football. Um, talking about Notre Dame, Notre Dame 41, Syracuse 24. As you guys know, I'm a Notre Dame fan through and through, um, got the Irish green and gold in my, in my blood, but so take this with a grain of salt, but we were much, much too early to bury this Notre Dame team and Marcus Freeman both. Now, do I think Syracuse was vastly overrated? Yes. However, I still think that they aren't a bad team. Notre Dame played about as good as football as you could play. They put up 41 points and completed nine passes. That's very, very tough to do and very impressive, honestly. Um, Notre Dame looked very, very good. It'll be interesting to see what they look like this weekend as they come into Clemson or no Clemson comes into South Bend. It'll be interesting to see um, how that game goes. Um, That being said, Syracuse, uh, you know, tough, tough performance. Um, You were expecting more than that after a close game against Clemson. And then last ACC game, and the last game we're going to talk about, Louisville 48, Wake Forest 21. Wake Forest played one of the worst quarters, or I think it was quarters, third quarter of football that I have ever seen. Absolutely phenomenal. Louisville just ran it up on them. Uh, Wake Forest turned the ball over. They looked bad. Um, It was just an absolute ass whooping through and through. Hell of a game by Louisville. But let's talk about the college football uh, playoff. This is my official prediction for the college football playoff this year. I am going, uh, well, okay, let me, let me rephrase that. This is my official prediction for the college football playoff rankings week one. Number one, Tennessee. Tennessee is a better resume than anybody in the country. Wins against Kentucky, against Alabama, against LSU, against Florida, against Pitt, at Pitt. Um, Some really, really good wins on their schedule so far. They have looked like the best team in the country, and I think that they are. Give me Tennessee at the one spot. At number two, give me Georgia. I really like Georgia's defense. I really like their offense. I would really like them if they could put it all together. They have it several times this season uh, the Oregon game obviously being the pinnacle of that, but there are also games where they looked like they struggled, Kent State, Auburn, um, Mizzou. Um, so really interested to see how Georgia 
competes this weekend against Tennessee. I would love to see the one-two matchup. I think college football fans and analysts and everybody wants to see a high-intensity one-two matchup. So that's part of the reason why I think this is going to be, I think some variation of these two teams are one and two when the rankings come out later tonight. Um, I And speaking of the rankings, I, I'm going to be live on my TikTok tomorrow night or tonight um, going over the rankings after they're announced. So Give us some uh, football to check out if you want to check that out on my TikTok. It's at Smash Hit Sports, uh, same as everything else. But Ohio State at three. And everybody says, oh, Ohio State, who have they played? What's a resume? Whatever. Um, yes, they beat Penn State. Great win in Happy Valley. Um, they needed a win like this just to say that, hey, it's not because our schedule's soft. And it's not their fault that their schedule's soft. The, ba- the Big Ten outside of... Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State have just been complete and total dog shit. That's not on Ohio State. And I absolutely could see them higher than this number three as we get closer to the end of the season. That being said, I have to put Alabama or Ohio State at three right now. Um, their offense has been phenomenal. I need to see a little bit more out of their defense, but they showed up when they needed to on Saturday. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pretty content with Ohio State at three. Michigan at four. Um, their offensive line, in my opinion, is the best in the country. Um, I don't, I don't think anybody has a better offensive line than them. Um, gritty win against Michigan state, but rivalry game, you're going to have that. Um, Michigan has a great win against Penn state. Again, not really another whole lot of great wins on their schedule. Part of that is their out of conference schedule being Charmin ultra soft, but you can only play who you play. They've whooped ass on those teams. So that is my top four. So I would have right now, Tennessee one, Georgia two, Ohio State three, Michigan four. At five, I would have Alabama. One loss team, the only team on here with one loss. I still think that they are the cream of the crop. They are Alabama. They've been Alabama. They will continue to be Alabama. And when it comes down to the SEC championship game, if they win, they're in. Alabama at five, Clemson at six. I think there is a massive tear break between five and six. I don't think Clemson is in the same ballpark as Alabama. I like Clemson, but damn it, your team has not showed enough. Close games to Syracuse, overtime against Wake Forest, those uh, close game against NC State, those games are now looking worse and worse as these teams continue to drop in the rankings. Um not a great weekend for Clemson. So let's talk Let's talk about that real quick. The ACC had a bad weekend as a whole. NC State barely won. Wake Forest got slaughtered by Louisville. And then Syracuse got their ass kicked by Notre Dame. A Notre Dame team who has lost to Stanford and Marshall and damn near lost to Cal. Bad, bad weekend for the ACC. They need Clemson, the ACC needs Clemson to make a statement in South Bend this weekend. We'll see if that happens. But just a a tough weekend for the ACC as a whole. And it really hurts Clemson's playoff chances. And it has nothing to do with Clemson. Like they, you know, you can only play who's in front of you. But man, your schedule keeps looking weaker and weaker. And when when it comes time to it, one loss Alabama, undefeated Clemson. I gotta, I know who I would put in. Sorry. It is what it is. Um, let's get into the best games of week 10. We're going to start with the pinnacle. And that is number three, Tennessee, at number one, Georgia. 
in Athens. A phenomenal game, what should be an electric college football atmosphere. We already have Tennessee boosters buying tickets in Georgia in order to make it feel like a Tennessee home game. Won't happen. The dogs will be barking in Athens, in Sanford Stadium. But an unbelievable, unbelievable game. Um, I am incredibly excited for this. This is one of those matchups where you get strength on strength. Georgia's defense is, they are littered with NFL talent. There is NFL talent all over that defense, and they are deep. And on the other side of that, you have what, has been one of the most electric connections in college football between Jalen Hyatt and Hendon Hooker. I am incredibly, incredibly excited to see this game. Should be absolute fireworks, both offensively and defensively. We'll see Stetson Bennett and Brock Bowers and what that offense can do. Tennessee's defense, if they can get after the quarterback, I think it'll be a a really close game. The line right now is at 8.5. It opened at 11.5. Um, I took, um, I got Tennessee at nine and a half. So like the line value there, we'll see how I feel about the game as we get closer. I expect that line to move though. If you like Tennessee, I would hop on them early, um, moving into a a weeknight game, 24 Oregon state at Washington, I think is a really, really good game for the pac 12. Um, you get a little pac 12 after dark action, um, Michael Penix Jr. We'll see what he can do against a really opportunistic Oregon State defense. Um, Oregon State has played close, gritty games with the Pac-12 all year long. I expect this to be no different. Um, right now, Oregon and Oregon State is the underdog. This game is in Washington. Tough place to play. Four and a half points is a lot of points, though. So we'll see. Um, I would probably lean Oregon State there. Another game that I will be tuned into, Texas Tech at number seven, TCU. Uh, Texas Tech has shown the ability to beat good teams. They beat Texas earlier this year. I am absolutely interested to see if TCU can beat Texas Tech at home. I think they should, and if they do, it'll be interesting to see how they look in the grand scheme of things after this weekend because Tennessee and Georgia play each other. You get Alabama and LSU, which we will talk about there's no freebies in this in this top 10 um, area. Uh, Clemson playing Notre Dame. You, TCU, if they win, they have a chance to uh, be talked about in the college football playoff rankings after this week. Um, really excited for the Horned Frogs. If you are if you are a if you are a TCU fan, you have to be absolutely ecstatic right now. Um, Texas at Kansas State is another good game. Um, I had Texas uh, pinned to win the Big 12 prior to the start of the season. Obviously, that Oklahoma State loss absolutely hurts their chances. That being said, if Texas can win this game, says a lot about uh, Quinn Ewers and the direction of this Texas program. Will be interesting to see. Texas is the favorite right now, and it's at Kansas State. I I will be interested to see who Kansas State's quarterback is. they played with their backup this weekend and they looked damn good to, to be honest. They looked damn, damn good. Um, let me see. I can't remember his name off the top of my, off the top of my head. Um, Will Howard. Will Howard looked very, very good as, as the quarterback. I'll be interested to see if 
uh, him or Adrian Martinez is the starter. And I know that there are a lot of people that uh, I saw people on the internet say that Will Howard needs to be the starting quarterback over Adrian Martinez. Look, that Oklahoma State defense is dog shit. They are awful. I don't like, don't get me wrong, Will Howard played a phenomenal game. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, the future of Kansas State is in bright hands, but I think Adrian Martinez is still the guy when he's healthy. Um, moving on to a, a phenomenal SEC matchup. It doesn't get any better than this. Alabama at LSU in Death Valley. This game is always ripe for some chaos. I cannot wait to watch this game. Jaden Daniels has played great as the quarterback for the Tigers as of recently. This is, it'll be interesting. This game is going to say a lot about Alabama more than I think it will LSU. People aren't expecting LSU to win this game. They absolutely can. That being said, this is a game Brian Kelly loses 10 out of 10 times. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, LSU fans. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I've seen it for 12 years. This is a game Brian Kelly loses. This is a game he loses 10 out of 10 times. At home, all the hype, all the excitement. Death Valley is going to be rocking. And they're not going to show up. It is what it is. I've seen it before. I Look, you can call me crazy, but we'll, we'll see what we're talking about next week. Um, I think it'll be an, an Alabama win. I don't know if it'll be a steamroll, um, but I, I will take Alabama to win and cover. Um, finally, we get number five Clemson at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is has been good the last two weeks. It'll be really interesting to see how this Irish team looks. They cannot pass the ball worth shit. That Notre Dame offensive line is good, but Clemson's strength is in their defense. It'll be interesting to see how they look. Um, and, and who is their starting quarterback? Because the last time we saw Clemson, they benched DJ Uyunglele for Cade Klubnik in, in order to win that Syracuse game. Dabo has said that DJ will be the quarterback. DJ put electric numbers last time he was in South Bend when he came in for um, Trevor Lawrence due to Trevor having COVID. But should be an absolutely electric game. Um, I think this game will be close. I think it'll be a close game. I do think Clemson will win. I don't think Notre Dame is quite there yet. I don't think they have the quarterback play offensively to do it. And you can't be one-dimensional against that Clemson defense. However, this wouldn't be the first time a top 10 Clemson team has come into South Bend and lost. Should be an awesome, awesome game. Let me know who you guys think will be some of the best upsets in college football this weekend. I make a video every week on my TikTok um, highlighting what I think are going to be my top three upsets in college football for the week. So let me know what you guys think um, in the comments or tweet at me at smash hit sports. Um, would love to see your guys' tweets throughout the week. Love talking college football with you. Um, this is a conversation, right? This is, this is, we have, we have some good back and forth. Um, I would love to hear from you guys on Twitter. So um, tweet at me at smash hit sports and make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. That's the best way to support uh, my content right now. I really appreciate you guys and we will see you in the next one.